You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 174. Welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rock star confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar. Welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantors, speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders build powerful communication skills in order to have more confidence, influence, and impact in the workplace. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. So glad to have you joining us again. And if you are a new listener, Welcome. I hope you find this podcast valuable. Each week we talk about a different topic related to communication skills, confidence, building up a strong success mindset. And sometimes it's an interview and sometimes it will be myself sharing um, my own thoughts and ideas. This week I'm really excited to introduce you to a guest. His name is Deepak Shukla. Now, Deepak reached out to me. Uh, My show was recommended to him by listener Adina. So if you're listening, Adina, thank you for connecting us. Now, I get a lot of people reaching out to me to be on the show, and I don't say that to impress you. It's just what happens. Um, But Deepak stood out to me because he genuinely wanted to share something that he thought would benefit you, the listener. It wasn't necessarily about promoting his business or selling his book, which is nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But this was, it was, this stood out to me because it was a genuine, hey, I want to share something that I feel really passionate about. So we exchanged a few emails and I said, you know what, let's get you on the show. So a bit of uh, background on Deepak. He's from London. He runs an SEO company called Pearl Lemon and he also podcasts about love, life and entrepreneurship. He's lived a very unorthodox life. For example, he's run he's run 20 marathons, he's done two Ironman, he's funded two tech startups, he ran a record label, and he's backpacked in more than 50 countries, and he's lived in a bunch of countries too. So he's done some really interesting things in his life. But what we talked about when we got on the phone was was about Deepak's journey towards self-discovery and learning to love himself and be confident on his own. As you're about to hear, his desperate need for love and validation led him to putting others' needs before his and being in relationships that did not serve him, both in his business life and his personal life. In one relationship, he was physically abused until one day he realized that enough was enough and he decided to change his life for the better. So he shares his uh, the first steps that he took to build himself back up again emotionally, as well as the techniques he used to strengthen his emotional resilience and love for himself. So if you are working through some emotional challenges, maybe your relationships aren't in a good place. Perhaps you're feeling constantly burnt out and stressed at work, or maybe you get extremely anxious in social situations. Whatever the case, I am confident that Deepak's story will provide some reassurance that you're not alone and that you do have the ability to turn things around for yourself. If you get value from this episode, then I do encourage you to subscribe. And if you want to join in the conversation, come on over to our Facebook group. It's called The C Method Rockstars. 
um, where we have a, a supportive community of podcast listeners and people who are familiar with the C-Method um, programs. Um, and that's where we all get together and, and share and, and support each other. So I do encourage you to subscribe to the show. Come on over to the discussion in the Facebook group. You will also find show notes for this episode at thecmethod.com slash DPAC. That's DPAC spelled D-E-E-P-A-K. Okay, are you ready to get real and raw? Let's get into this conversation with DPAC Shukla. I was in a relationship with, with the lady that I, I used to run a recording studio and was kind of trying to make it as a rapper. And um, she um, was actually violent. Um, she, she would hit me and stuff. And I was embarrassed to tell anybody about it because I was embarrassed to tell anybody about it. So kind of, that, you know, lots of things happened within that relationship. Um, and, you know, there was a breakdown moment, I think, where once she kind of hit me with, with, with like a vinyl from my recording studio, like my neck started bleeding and stuff, and and um, oh I, I I I guess what what happened through kind of this whole experience, what what I began to recognize was that there was something wrong with me. In that, why are you still in this relationship, Deepak? There's something that's not right here because I wasn't financially dependent, but I'd become very emotionally dependent upon the relationship. Um, and, um, you know, I ended up, I think, calling the Samaritans because I was embarrassed to tell anybody in my family or any of my friends. Um, and on the surface of it, you know, we were keeping up appearances and stuff. But I was I was really struggling. And um, my business at that time, Deep Impact Recordings, I had, you know, I had recording studios. They were doing well. We had two sites. And that whole business actually fell apart ultimately um, whilst I was trying to solve this. And... Yeah, no, I had an evening once where I called the Marath- uh, Marath- I called the Samaritans, um, which is like a helpline, um, and, and you can kind of just talk about your problems and stuff. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll do that. And that really segued into kind of a whole journey of, of personal development, beginning with trying to figure out, you know, what it, what, why have I remained in this relationship and discovering that, you know, I had kind of an, an anxious attachment style Uh, a need for external validation and and that's quite common of entrepreneurs in general that you know we seek a lot of approval externally through measures of success and we keep driving forward um, even in light of what might be considered to be you know outstanding and you know it's 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 kind of it's it it, you know the, the the deeper down I went into the rabbit hole to figure out my own problems the more that I began to see parallels with you know a lot of very successful people um, and this need for kind of appreciation and feeling that you're not enough or not satisfied with what you have. Wow. Deepak, <laughs> we haven't even started the podcast yet, but there we go. Look, uh, <laughs> we're recording this already, so I'm just going to leave that in okay. if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. There is so much to unpack there. Do you, <laughs> I don't even know where to start <laughs> with that. So okay. tell me a bit more about how what you were going through in, in the relationship and how you were behaving, how is that then impacting your business? Absolutely. Um, so I, I mean, so we're, we're 2018 now. This was around 2000, maybe 12, 13. Um, um, and how old were you back then? I was maybe 23, 20, maybe 24, 23, 24. So young. Yeah. And, you know, I was this guy that I went to the gym, I lifted weights, you know, I wanted to look good in a t-shirt. So I was kind of this 
idea of what maybe you know a guy you know uh, uh, the masculine man or whatever you want to call it and i was i was running my recording studio i was trying to make it as a rapper and getting a little bit of recognition had some tattoos so i kind of looked the part and what was in what's really interesting about all of this of course is that you know actually within the confines of our relationship and you know the, the lady let's just call her mary so we can give her a name um you know M mary um was a singer and i met her through the studio and i didn't really know until we kind of got into it that um she had quite she came from quite a, a volatile background where she'd kind of been abused by the men that she'd been in relationships with um or perhaps vice versa to some extent and um you know, I um, I think that at that time when I was running the recording studio, you know, it, it was, I mean, I I still recall, of course, the first time she was like, what are you doing? I, we went to like her, her mum's place, I think, and her auntie was there and her auntie's maybe a similar age to Mary. And we were talking and we were laughing and she's like, oh, why are you flirting with my, she's like, what are you doing? And I said, what do you mean? What am I doing? I didn't understand. She's like, why are you flirting with my auntie? I was like, well, what do you mean? Um, and, and, and kind of by, you know, allowing it, I think that one of the biggest things that I allowed to happen was that I allowed um, her accusations room or space in the relationship. And even, you know, down the line, as I said, this is unacceptable or I can't, you know, you shouldn't do that. The, the the reality of me remaining in the relationship and her continuing to maybe sometimes punch me hard in the chest or, or you know, in the face a couple of times as well. Um, and me just standing there in shock and kind of taking it led to a huge inconsistency with what I was saying versus what was happening. And and this massively... Can you, can you, give, an ex can you give an example of that? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I'd say that this is unacceptable. You can't punch me in, in, in the chest. Mm -hmm. if, if you do that again, then, you know, uh, we're going to have to review the relationship. And then she'd punch me and then nothing would happen because we were still in a relationship. So, you right. know, from her perspective, she just saw a massive inconsistency. And she was like, well, you don't mean what you say. And this was something that really I began to see impacted my professional life massively because it meant that I got into, for example, a relationship, um, Kobe, he was a musician that came in and he was better, perhaps a little bit better with numbers or more comfortable with numbers. And we got into this business relationship with him helping me run the second studio, but I didn't actually need him because he didn't always turn up on time. He didn't have the same flair in terms of like convincing people to actually come and, you know, use our recording studio. What he did have, however, was, you know, appreciation of me as a person and as a businessman and as a musician, but that wasn't the right business decision to, that it wasn't right for the business actually. And, you know, I, 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 I began to recognize, wow, there's this pattern of me getting one into relationships that don't really actually serve my end goal when it comes to business Two, citing my reasons for perhaps being unhappy, saying to Kobe, our oh, Kobe dude, you know, I think that you, know, you could have handled that a little bit differently. But then three, not following through with making the appropriate decision by saying to Kobe, you know, let's try and change out or you can't do that anymore. But then there was no, there was no consequence to me saying you can't do that anymore. So naturally when 
you know, when, when you say something, but then you don't follow up upon it or you act inconsistently, it just bleeds into every area of your life. And, and that was mm-hmm. what I began to become awakened to as a consequence of the counseling and the relationship stuff and realizing that, wow, I'm underselling and undervaluing myself almost all of the time. This began to happen or I began to recognize it in my business negotiations because I was unsure of myself. I'd allow myself to be haggled down um, in, you know, deciding long-term contracts within the recording studio with people. They they were able to get, you know, better prices from me than their competitors. And I was generally speaking undercharging. And it was incredible when I began to become awakened to how much this relationship issue actually was at a root of my personality and how it was impacting in quite a clear financial way the success of my business. Yeah, absolutely. And so what was the moment when you realized, Yeah. oh my God, this is something that I have to change within myself? It was, um, I think that, um, I think the moment was a very literal moment because there was one evening where Mary, um, it was like 1.30 a.m. we were in, Finchley, which is a place in North London, and she 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 punched me, and then instinctively I slapped her back, and mm-hmm. then the inside of her lips started bleeding, and she was like, "What are you doing? Oh my God! I'm going to call the police! You can't do that to a woman. This is unacceptable." And something inside me switched immediately when I recognised that wow, there would actually be legal repercussions to me doing that and because of how i because of the relationship you know i'm this guy i go to the gym i do weights i'm i mean i would it would just it would be i felt like it would be open and shut so i remember calling my brother i i stormed out of the front of the house um and it was like 1 30 a.m and my brother lived maybe 20 30 kilometers away which in australia is nothing but in london it's like quite far away um yeah <laughs> it's yeah, just around like, the block oh, here <laughs> exactly exactly so you know your version then comparatively like 100 k's away maybe um he, he 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 you know i called him and i was like brother you got to pick me up and he was like why what's going on and it was at that moment that i revealed to him you know what was happening and he he kind of got into his car drove over picked me up and he he became kind of the first person and probably still the last person other than my partner today. <laughs> and now perhaps my family, if they ever listen to this, um, that became aware of what was happening in that relationship. Um, and then he said, you know, you, you must leave this woman behind. You must get help. And I had the hardest month of my emotional kind of life to some degree because I then said, you know, Mary, I, we can't do this as I'd always said. And she said, here we go again, Deepak, you're going to say, it. you know what you're like, you're going to call me tomorrow and you're going to say, okay, well, let's meet up. And you're not, you're not a real man. And this would kind of be the narrative. Um, and, and that was the point at which I called the, the Samaritans because I was like, well, I, I don't know how this stuff works. Who can I, I need to talk to someone and just talk about it out loud and stuff. Um, and, and that moment when her lips started bleeding, she said she'd call the police was something that, you know, I think, you know, through the sands of time became very formative in respect of my transformation 
um, which, 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 yeah, <laughs> which has been a journey. <laughs> wow. And look, I, I really appreciate you sharing this, Deepak, like for being so open and, and raw um, and honest about it. And I know yeah. there'd be lots of people listening who, who may not have necessarily gone through the same situation, but may know someone or may have experienced something in a similar way where they keep taking abuse, whether it is, you know, physical or emotional, mental abuse from someone else, whether it's a partner, family member, you know, a, a colleague, a boss, um, so there are definitely people out there who are resonating with what you're saying. Um, and I think it's important that we put it out there so people know that this this is happening to lots of people. You know, it's not just happening to them and that they do need to um, speak up about it. Um, Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So tell me, the work that you, the work that you did um, from there yep. as you started to explore um, yourself, you know, and and get into your, like your personal development journey. Yeah. Um, what was the main, you know, we, you mentioned narrative before and a lot of work that when pe- we do around personal development is changing the narrative that we have, you know, changing that story mm-hmm. that goes through yeah. our mind. Would you be able to share what's one of the stories that like your old story and what's one of like, and then what, what new narrative did you change that to in order to, you know, move on with your life and build yourself back up. Absolutely. It's, I think that um, one of the key things in cognitive behavioral therapy that was very important for me was that Ragni said, look, there are 10 different things that we could try. And the reality is, Deepak, I don't know which one's going to work for you. So we're going to try all of them. So people often get told when they think of internal narratives and how you need to kind of reshift or reframe that. You know, there's there's these ideas. You know, so so so, and and a, a specific narrative that I had is that you know I I need to be in a relationship, for example, I need to be in a relationship, and this this transitioned into business because I have now in the last fourteen months, uh, sorry, eighteen months. You know, the what I do today, I run an SEO agency. We've won awards and stuff, and I've got you know, and and it's growing faster than anything else I've ever done. And this is the first business that I've decided to just truly be alone and not to work with anyone. And I am growing as a consequence far faster than any other business relationship I've had. Now that's interesting and that relates to this story of Mary because the internal narrative that I had was, ah, you know, I need, you know, I, I, I need to, I need to be loved. I need to be loved because I don't really love myself. And, um, you know, that translated into, you know, lots of different things like, okay, I need to be loved. So I need to impress people. I need to be loved. So therefore I need to get continual reassurance whilst I'm in a relationship. And that can come vis-a-vis, you know, them telling me, oh, you know, it's going to be okay. Or, oh, Deepak, yeah, no, I love you. Or, or some kind of variation of that. And the narrative that I needed to, 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 to kind of change was that, Deepak, you only need yourself. And mm. the the act of actually trying to change that is the hardest thing to do because actually at its root core, and this is the biggest learning that I've had in business, the root core of every problem is ultimately never intellectual. It's emotional. It's like, guys, the answers are always all out there. <laughs> I'm not here to give you a roadmap to success in terms of how to set up a custom WordPress website or how to launch your Shopify store or how to build, you know, 
a thousand people on an email list. Like everybody intellectually knows that, but the questions that you need to unpack are underneath that, which is what is it that's stopping you from taking action? And my biggest barrier to success was this feeling that, oh, I need to be loved. I need to be loved. I need to be loved, so therefore I need a business partner. I need to be loved, so therefore I need someone to help me do this because I feel a bit nervous about doing it myself. Oh, I need some help. And, and, and it was incredible as I began to see how this trickled into every aspect of my life. Um, and, and, and it was that recognition that led me onto a journey through CBT of, of continually trying different methods to change that narrative. Can you share some of those techniques yeah. that worked for you or Absolutely. approaches? Absolutely. So some of the techniques that have worked for me is developing a, a second voice. Um, so what I mean by that is, one of the things that will often happen when, for example, I'm running an ultra marathon, I'm about 15 to 18 hours in and there's a voice, well, my feelings start to say, oh, Deepak, you want to give up, you want to give up. And the voice then that comes in is that, oh, you could just finish now. Everyone's going to say, fine, you know, it'll be okay. But then I, I began to develop an ulterior voice that would talk back to this voice saying, but Deepak, you've done, you've been through worse than this but Deepak, you're okay, but Deepak. Um, so, so, so that's something that I still use today, this development of kind of a second voice. You know, there's this idea that we're always talking to ourselves. It's not an idea. We're always, we've always got this internal voice that kind of we yes. carry with us. I, 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 I began to develop a second voice that could help talk back to that voice and talk kind of rationale. So that's been one thing that I still use that's been quite helpful to me. Um, the, 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 the second thing is, um, something that I got from the, the landmark forum actually, cause I went there and they use this concept of, well, um, that's just a story in your head. That's not what's out there. So sometimes when I'm, for example, like the other day I did like a 13 hour day, let's say with work, which is, which is not uncommon. But at the end of the day, my story in my head was, oh, I'm tired. I can't be bothered to go to the gym. Like it's been a long day. And then I thought, Deepak. This is a story. You're you're alive. You're fine. Just go to the gym. So 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 I went to the gym and I ultimately ended up doing like a hundred k bike ride from like eight pm till like eleven thirty <laughs> after a thirteen hour day. Right. And historically, I would never have done something like that before because the narrative that I had in my head and the narrative that society told me was that are you a hundred k bike ride after work at uh, I don't think that's a wise idea or I don't think you're going to be quite tired, aren't you? And and this whole kind of self-defeating narrative that was either being fed into my head or I was feeding myself was really choking me up. And in recognizing some of these paradigms that the world will give you, because the world will always collude in your failure and never collude in your success. When you say to the world, I'm tired. It's been a long weekend. So I decided to not get on the podcast with, with Deepak or Deepak. You know, I say to my friends, oh, it's 7am. You know what? I rearranged with Christina because it was quite early and I went out and there were things going on. Everyone was, everyone will collude with you and say, yeah, you know what? I get it. I understand. I get it. I understand. So, so, so in recognizing the language and the emotions that, you know, are attached to that level of narrative, I think you begin to recognize how powerful you can actually become in your life. 
and how powerfully you can operate within all of the spaces that you work in. And, and, and that was something really that cognitive behavioral therapy and this journey of self-development began to give me. So I asked Deepak about some of the other things he did to build more confidence in his ability to rely on himself. He shared how he got into immersion therapy, which in Deepak's case was not about immersing himself in a water bath, but rather metaphorically diving deep into learning a new skill and therefore accelerating his competence and confidence with that skill. Here's Deepak. I I, I began to put myself into environments where I could really only rely on myself um, a lot more. So I thought, okay, well, um, I've been able to, to a degree, you know, get out of that relationship. But I then began to saw this, see the same behaviors reoccurring in my new relationship and in other places outside of it. So um, I, I recognize that, well, Deepak, you've had, you know, 20 plus years of training in needing, needing, need, needing, needing affection or needing, you know, a desire, needing this desire to be loved. So, so how can you kind of retrain yourself? Um, and, and, and I, and this is where I think immersion therapy is, is huge. And I think there's, you know, science that has shown that, you know, uh, learning, especially when you immerse yourself in something, you know, only compounds and you can learn so much more effectively, so much faster. And, and, and I really saw that when I, I, I ultimately um, decided to kind of go on a bit of a journey. And if you were to track kind of my history online, that was the point at which also I began to do many, many more marathons. So I, I sought out kind of, or I discovered in therapy with Rogni that, you know, what, what are your coping mechanisms, Deepak? And I said, oh, okay, well, you know, when I do, when I run, I feel free, I feel at peace and I'm alone. And she was like, okay, well, that sounds healthy. That sounds positive. Do more of that. So um, I, I, I transitioned into running. I began to, you know, in some cases, you know, I, I think I've done 23 marathons now. And then that transitioned oh into ultra marathon running. Um, which was That's running, amazing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> then that transitioned into Iron Men, which I'm doing one next week. Um, so, 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 so it really, um, you know, propelled this whole kind of new, <laughs> new space in my life. Um, you know, I ended up then also applying to the British Special Forces. I went off to do some training weekends with with, with those guys and learning even more about pain and immersion therapy and all of these kinds of things. And I, I really stuck my head into the deep end if you will and it i think that that's what's allowed me to come from ultimately quite a dark place in terms of my emotional development mm. so for someone who is feeling like they're not you know they're not feeling sort of emotionally in a good place they might be feeling stressed or burnt out or maybe they're going through some emotional abuse from someone at work um I know that you don't have all the answers and it's going to be different for everyone. Um, but for you, like if you could give, if you could give yourself some advice, you know, all those years ago, you know, what advice would you give to yourself or, you know, potentially someone listening to this who might be going through something similar? Like what's one thing they can start to do? Absolutely. I think that, you know, I'd say that, you know, whatever that you're going to do, it's, 
going to hurt anyway. Whether you remain in the position that you're in and you feel emotionally unstable and you feel like life sucks, well, that's real. So you, you have a choice to make. You have a choice to make as to whether you want to kind of remain in the darkness and remain in pain forever or take upon a new pain that will hopefully help lead you towards a light. And, 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 and that decision, that, that desire, that act of taking that journey so you can eventually come out and move towards the light is, is something that, you know, is, is a journey that only you can go on alone. And, you know, you're already in hell. <laughs> so <laughs> choose, choose, choose the righteous path that will take you, take you to a, a better place. And, you know, accept that, you know what, it's all going to be painful anyway. And allow pain not to constrain you, but actually to liberate you. Love it. So well said, Deepak. Thank you so much. Look, I really appreciate you sharing all of that, sharing your wisdom and your your stories um, on the show. I know that the listeners will get a lot out of it. Hey, if people want to connect with you, and I know you have a podcast as well, um, and you make videos and you do all sorts of cool things online and off, um, where can people connect with you? Yeah. Um, so guys, you could just Google me, right? Deepak Shukla or go to deepakshukla.com. Um, as, 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 as Christina kindly said, um, I've got stuff on YouTube. Um, and, and yeah, fine. Deepakshukla.com. Go and, go and look me up. And there's, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that I talk about there. Very cool. Well, thanks again, Deepak. Oh, thank you so much. Big thank you to Deepak Shukla for being so generous and open um, on this podcast and, and openly sharing his story. I know that I got a lot out of listening to him. It was really fascinating to hear where he, he'd come from and the steps that he'd taken uh, along his journey and, and that journey of self-discovery. So amazing and very inspiring. Visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash Deepak. I'll put links there as to how you can um, connect with him. Okay, before I wrap up today, I want to give you a, qu a quick reminder to come on over and join us in our Facebook group. It's called The C Method Rockstars. I started it recently and we've already got over 60 highly engaged members, which is really exciting. I, I love it. Um, so come on over, join the conversation and share with me your thoughts about this episode. Um, I also post Facebook Live videos in there and ask questions and um, and it's a it's a place where people are already posting up um, questions and, and requests for feedback and encouragement for each other as well as they move on in their journeys around presenting themselves, being more confident and putting themselves out there. I look forward to seeing you in the group. And that's all from me this week. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome and I will talk to you next week. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Thank you for listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed. To learn more and inquire about the C-Method coaching, keynote and corporate training programs, visit thecmethod.com.